Welcome to episode 7 of the Search with Candor podcast, recorded on Saturday the 20th of April 2019. My name is Mark Williams-Cook and today I have a special episode for you which is a recording from a Search Norwich event. Search Norwich, for those that don't know, is a bi-monthly search marketing meetup held in Norwich that's free to attend. We get two expert speakers on SEO or PPC to come and give you a 20-minute talk each. There's free food, free drink, and some really great people to meet. This talk is called Behind the Black Hat, and it was very kindly given to us by a chap named Craig Campbell, who is a quite, I think, infamous is the right word, infamous SEO, who travelled down from Scotland to give this talk. And to say it split the room would be an understatement, I think, Some people were shocked by what they heard, others maybe disgusted, and others couldn't get enough of it. Uh, The video itself, so we put videos of all these talks online on our YouTube, Search Knowledge YouTube channel. This video has got 25,000 views, well, 24,914 as I'm looking at it now. So it, it certainly created some interest at least. Personally, I think it's a good talk for everyone to listen to. So if you are running a business online and you think, well, I've got no interest in Black Hat SEO or risking my business doing this, it's still worth listening to because you will hear what some of your competition are doing. And by understanding what's happening, you can defend yourself against certain things. So Craig will go into some techniques that he used on some companies that actually ended up to be in their detriment. So it's really good for everyone to understand what some people are up to. And for other people, maybe those running their own websites, affiliate sites, I just think it's really interesting to hear what kind of black hat techniques are still working in 2019 with Google. With that said, I think the only thing left to say is Craig's language does get a little bit colourful. So if, if you're easily offended, maybe not the episode for you. Otherwise, enjoy. Um, so my name's Craig. Um, I'd, normally what I do is training and consultancy now. I've been there doing that whole agency crap that quite a lot of people might do. Um, didn't enjoy it. And uh, listen, each to their own. It just I've not got the right temperament for listening to clients, um, but I started out as a freelancer in my bedroom, built up an agency, decided to sell my agency because, as I say, clients were busting my brains and wasting too much of my time, and uh, it wasn't enjoyable for me. So, obviously, I've been through the, the, the different events, speaking at Brighton SEO, SMX Milan, you might see me on Sam Rush webinars, um, and talking at Chiang Mai SEO conference, which is on in October. I think it's sold out now, so if anyone wants to go, it's too late. But uh, that's where a lot of the black hat people or people who are cheating are going to talk, and that's where you probably pick up quite a lot of knowledge because, uh, as Mark said, trying to find out this information is really hard um, out there. You know, I spent years going round in circles believing one guy making mistakes, you know, believing that this tool was the best thing or this strategy was the best thing. And it was all a lot of garbage um, and in a lot of cases. So it takes quite a, t- a bit of time to figure out what's what and how things work. Um, 
so as I say, I had nine years as an agency, Pfft, not, not for me. Um, now, which hat do successful SEOs wear? Now, I, I don't really like being called a black hat guy. <laughs> people term me as black hat, um, and quite a lot of people in the industry will term you as black hat, dodgy or whatever, the same as someone like Elodie will be seen as white hat because you know they're doing all that kind of stuff and allegedly not cheating. But I've got friends. Um, sorry, you might you might do it all legit. Um, I've got friends who own agencies and stuff, and you know they claim to be PR agencies and all white hat and stuff, and they, they're cheating as much as the next guy. It's just what uh, sales pitch you want to give to your clients, and obviously if you say that you're doing something dodgy, a lot of clients do get scared. Um, so what is white hat? You know, ethical SEO, ethical practices. You need huge budgets to throw behind, you know, paper click and everything else. PR, getting stuff in newspapers. Um, you know, small budgets won't work that far. And when I was starting out as an agency, um, I had guys that were paying three, four, five hundred pounds a month. Very small businesses, builders, plumbers, and stuff. And you can't, you know, get them a link to the BBC or whatever. There's just not enough time to pitch that, write the content or whatever. So somehow you have to cheat or you just take the guy's money and do no work, which means that you no longer get paid, you know, in the long term. Um, Black Cat, um, as far as I'm concerned, is these kind of spammers out there. You've probably seen them all on Facebook groups and all that kind of stuff, you know, selling 500 links for $5 and, you know, that website or called Fiverr, you know, there's all sorts of garbage on there. That stuff, it, to me, is pretty much Black Cat. Um, what I would consider that I do is the money hat stuff. So I think it's silly to label yourself one or the other. The, at the end of the day, we're all here to make money, be successful, help our clients, and you know keep staff and whatever else your goals are as an agency to you know hit your targets and whatever. So there's a difference between being clever and being spammy, as far as I'm concerned. You know I don't go out to Fiverr, and that's what I think a lot of the, the kind of customers will think that I do. You know, when they hear that term black hat, they'll go off, you know, Fiverr gigs and I write our content and all that kind of stuff. It's all garbage. Um, so, black hat SEO, it does exist to an extent, um, but it's a load of garbage. You know, p people who know what they're doing won't really label themselves. It doesn't really exist the same way that the Tooth Fairy, Santa Claus, these guys don't exist, um, it's all nonsense, everything's all lies. Um, you know, I put a, a thing up here, um, he who is not courageous enough to take risks will accomplish nothing in life. You know, I've sat being an agency, earning, you know, 100 grand a year or whatever, you know, I, I was able to take out of an agency. It was garbage, you know, it's not a lot of money. Uh, in the grand scheme of things, when you're turning over and you've got all these staff and all these overheads and all these tools and everything else, um, and I think sometimes you have to ask yourself the question, do I want to take risks and make more money? And that's, you know, what I've uh, decided to do. <laughs> um, so traffic bonus is what it's all about. Getting high traffic, um, going to websites that you work on, whether you own them or whether it's client websites or whatever. Um, so the term traffic bonus would tend to be something along the lines of that going up the way, obviously. Um, and that's someone... Um, that I've done a bit of work for, and you know, you want to see traffic going up. Um, and that's the kind of income that they get, you know, 86 grand a month, not bad for someone who was earning, you know, a lot less than that, you know, six, no, well, term lies, probably starting about October last year. But, you know, 86 grand a month for someone 
um, isn't a bad income. It's nearly a million pound business um, doing a bit of SEO. And what I'd done was so-called black hat SEO. Productivity is the key. You know, what I hate about agency life is that you're having to do a lot of justification and not doing a lot of work. You know, you've got a lot of pitches, a lot of board meetings, a lot of pie charts and a whole load of other garbage um, trying to pretend to the client you're actually doing work that you're not actually doing. Um, so I think <laughs> productivity is the key um, to this. Actually getting down and doing a bit of work uh, is hugely important. You know, when, time is money at the end of the day. Reporting what you need to to clients Rankings, traffic, conversions, clients are too nosy. They want to know everything, what links you're building, how you're doing it, why you're not doing this. You know, I say, uh, clients will say to me, oh, I've seen Neil Patel talking on a blog, um, you know, chatting some shit out there. Um, but he doesn't even write, you know, his ghostwriter probably stole it off my website. Um, <laughs> so um, clients are too nosy, but there's nothing uh, more painful when you hear clients saying, oh, I heard this guy saying this, or I bumped into a guy down the pub. Uh, and he said, this is the best way to do stuff. You're always arguing with clients, so time is money. You want to automate a lot of that shit reporting and all that kind of stuff and, and get away from it if you can. Um, or just, you know, evolve and, and work smarter, not harder. Um, you know, you can delegate a lot of this stuff. You can outsource it or you can use automation for a lot of the reporting um, and all that kind of client garbage that you have to put up with. Um, so... I'm going to go through some of the stuff that uh, you guys probably want to hear about. Um, I'm not going to go into too much about private blog networks purely because the last few talks I've done have all been based around private blog networks. And if you want to know the ins and outs of how they work, you can watch one of the other videos. I don't want to keep saying the same thing over and over again. But private blog networks work really well um, if they're done properly. Um, to this day, you know, I buy domain names from guys. Um, expired domain names and power up websites with them and they work really, really well. Um, there's a picture of a graph where the PBN backlink started and you can see the increase in traffic as a result of that. Um, and they do work. You know, a lot of people say PBNs don't work, they're garbage. These are only guys that have been caught. You know, there's guys that have got PBNs that are just set up, they're crappy, they're all on the same server, they're all full of crap content and all that kind of stuff and Google will penalise that kind of rubbish um, but if you've got PBNs that are treated properly, they've got content on them, they've got their own backlink profiles and whatever else then they are powerful assets, it's just the same as getting a link from another website so PBNs do still work. You can have a kind of tiered structure with PBNs, um, you know you've got your money website, you've got different tiers there and then you've got all other tiers below it, you don't want to power too much PBNs right to your money website, you want to for example, say that's a, an article that Elodie wrote on a website and you know, maybe I've been lucky enough to get a link on that article, I'll maybe power that article up with a whole bunch of PBNs to make it really worth my while because your article is probably going to be average uh, in terms of power. <laughs> in terms of power, not, not average in writing. Um, so I would want to power that thing up um, and make it worth my while and that's where PBNs come in. What a lot of people do, as I say, is it's called juicing up links or whatever. They will also use things like SAPE, which is a Russian network of links. And basically what the Russian guys do is just hack websites. So if I want uh, a whole bunch of construction links, then the guys from SAPE will get me links. And whether you like it or not, and whether you own the website, my link's getting placed in your website and it'll repeatedly get put in that website. 
because I think, I can't remember what the stats are, it's over 30% of websites out there are built in WordPress, which is very easy to hack. So you might think you've got your kind of word fence or whatever you've got on there protecting yourself, but there's guys out there placing links on your website every other day. So that's what SAPE is, and that is what I would power up LED's content with if I had a link on it. So I'm not going to damage my own website. The chances are you're getting damaged. So <laughs> if there's any penalties, they go your way. Um, now, other things that work. Now, what, what I would say is be careful um, when you follow the masses. Now, everyone in SEO I know has tried and tested click-through rate, and click-through rate is a ranking factor. Um, you know, it would make common sense. Obviously, no one knows the ins and outs of how Google works or whatever, but obviously, it's all about testing. And click-through rate is something I've tested personally myself. Um, and had good results. You know, I'll use things like Hitleap or whatever to send traffic to a website to kind of make it look as if that page is getting a lot of clicks. Um, and the rankings improve. It's, it's there for everyone to see. Um, so what I've done, as I say, is do a lot of testing. So I can try, you know, traffic from different countries or whatever as well, um, like the US and stuff like that. And just throughout my testing phase, it goes up, it goes down because I, I took it off, then it goes back up and it goes down. So click-through rate manipulation for me does work. It's something I've tried and tested. That's my own website. I don't rank for shit in America. I don't have any American links. Um, but when I started testing that out, you can see the results um, do increase and decrease when you stop doing it. So as far as I'm concerned, Click-through rate is a big thing. Um, now, one of the tools that you can use for click-through rate manipulation would be Hitleap. The cool thing about Hitleap is it's fairly low cost. Um, don't know if I've got the price on there. Yeah, so there's the price. So you would probably only need about 100,000 hits a month. You know, maybe not even as much as that, maybe 30,000. So it's $19. And basically what you can do on Hitleap is you can make that website look organic. You can make it look like referral traffic, you can make it look like whatever you want. So if you want to make your website look as if it's getting traffic from the BBC or any of these kind of big powerful websites, you can do so using Hitleap. And it all shows up in your analytics and all that as well. So it is working well and click-through rate manipulation is another thing that I would use to boost a website on top of PBNs and everything else that I would choose to do. Um, and it works really well. So Eric Enge and Mark Traffigan say it doesn't work. Um, not sure what theory they've got behind it, but everyone I know um, in the SEO industry is doing stuff like that um, to get a decent lift on their uh, websites. Now, other tricks that, that I have done, um, this is quite a naughty one. Um, I've had to be careful because uh, I wasn't sure if this was being filmed or not, but this is one I've no, I no longer really do. Uh, <laughs> a black hat trick. Um, that I used to do. So I was doing a lot of affiliate stuff for hotels um, through booking.com and obviously I, I was getting decent money for it and I was thinking how do I get more traffic to my website? How can I trick people into doing it? Now you can go out there and say, LED, you know, I keep using you as an example but it's funnier just to use you as an example. Um, <laughs> since you're a local. Um, you know, LED, give me great content, do this, do that the next thing um, or go out and get links or do some other bullshit. I couldn't be fucked doing that, you know. Um, so what I'd done was every hotel that I approached, I basically said to them, I, I want to do a free audit for your website. I'll give you a free audit. I want access to your search console, 
analytics, map listing, I'll make sure it's all in place and you know, I'll do it for free with a view to maybe getting the SEO gig. Now I had no interest in getting the SEO gig whatever, uh, whatsoever. Um, what I used to do was basically go into the Google map listing and where it says website, I used to put my affiliate link in there, but I used to use a URL shortener. And then that was it. I gave them a shitty free audit, you know, screaming frog or whatever. Now these people are so fucking dumb. No one's going to go in to, <laughs> to the Google map listing um, to check whether that's done. And even if they did physically go and look at it, they're not going to know what the fuck that is. It's just a URL shortener. Now everyone who's gone through that Google map listing is giving me an affiliate fee and I got away with it for years and years and years. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so good, when Google map listings came out, it was quite a good trick um, and it still works to this day. Um, but <coughs> I see Mark's fucking coughing over in the corner there thinking, what a fucking, what a genius. Um, now, even in an area like mine, now I've not done this to the Hilton in Glasgow, um, just in case there's any Hilton representatives that are ever going to watch this video. But, even a, um, even a hotel like the Hilton in Glasgow gets 14,800 searches a month. So there's literally thousands of people looking for the Hilton Hotel in Glasgow and will go to that map listing and click on it. And I'm getting a percentage of every fucking fee. And the Hilton don't know, the Hilton don't have a clue. They're just paying me thinking I'm some great SEO guy. Um, so I made quite a lot of money doing that. So that's another black hat trick. So you've got to think outside the box is the point here. Um, there's more ways than writing good content to make money. Um, and, you know, that's, that's the way it goes. Now, if you really want to be an absolute bastard as well, um, which I tend to do, um, I also went in and put a premium number on the map listing. So I get paid 7p for every call they got as well. Um, so anytime people were phoning up, I used to, you basically got websites or companies out there like that one there who will give you revenue for having premium numbers on your website. Um, so that's something you could do as well on top of that to make a lot of money. Now, I'll tell you a quick, it isn't actually in my slides, I don't think. Right, it's not in, but I'll tell you another good way. I made some decent money as well and it's a genius trick. Um, and I made a lot of money doing it is, Elodie talked earlier about content and how much of that's really important. What I done was, I can't be fucked writing all that content, can't be fight, bothered fighting with Elodie. So what I done was, built a website that's just full of contact numbers for the likes of anyone who's got customer service, whether it's insurance, bank, whatever it might be. So I've got a website out there, um, and I'll show you later on if you want, uh, once this camera's off. Um, and what, what I've done is just rank well for things like Barclays Bank customer service, all I'm competing with is a shitty contact page that has no content on it. So content alone ranks me well for it. So when someone Googles Barclays Bank customer service, my page comes up number one and I've got a premium number on it. And there's literally fucking hundreds of thousands of people searching for that shit a month. So that's another naughty little trick that you can do with premium numbers um, to make some money. Um, link building tricks. Um, now there's a couple of link building tricks I want to share that have worked really well over the years. 78% um, of the facts on the internet are unverified. It's all just bollocks um, that people are putting out there. As far as I'm concerned, lies make amazing SEO. Um, if you tell lies, you might actually get somewhere. Um, 
So you've got things like the Telegraph, that's the Telegraph newspaper. Um, and I'm not saying the Telegraph, you can use like the Liverpool Echo or any of your kind of local papers and stuff like that. You'll always see at the very bottom, they always credit whoever that image belongs to. Now, no one checks shit, remember what I said before. What I've done, and done it very successfully, was reach out to people saying, that's my image and I want credit for it. The stupid web editor doesn't even query it. Nine out of ten people do not query that shit and give me a link on the website for free. So you just go out to Pitchbox, just do an outreach campaign, and nine out of ten people will give you a link willingly without even asking a question, like prove it's your picture or whatever. Obviously, one out of ten will say, go and fuck yourself, it's not. You know, I took it myself or whatever. <laughs> then you can just say, listen, <laughs> you can either just bow out at that or you can say, oh, it's very similar to one that I took, you know, last month or whatever. <laughs> so that works really well. Um, <laughs> you'll see there, on the, and it works really well with bloggers as well. They always put image source there uh, and whatever. So you could claim that that line was your picture or whatever. Um, and the chances are you would get the link, um, which is quite a cool trick. Um, and it does get you quite a lot of links um, and has been hugely successful for me over the years. Um, also other lies that you can tell, um, and quite a lot of my PR agency friends talk, do this kind of stuff and they claim to be super PR people and you know they've got contacts in all the right places. All they're doing is making up bullshit case studies, making up stats and data and asking a webmaster to update that's on the stats and data. Now that all these newspapers and stuff are hungry for content, desperate for stats and if you can provide them with those stats, the journalists will never ever check that shit. I've, I've never had a journalist check that shit in my life. Um, I don't know like if some of you agency guys pitch to, to get articles placed in places, has anyone even verified what bullshit you've given them? They don't, they, you know, if your stats sound good enough, they're going on that article, job done. Um, so just tell lies, it works better than, you know, telling the truth, as far as I'm concerned. Um, reach out to them. There's lazy webmasters out there, they don't give a shit, you know, the editorial person, or it might be an intern or whatever it might be. Um, they don't really give a shit, they'll just do what you ask them. Um, the link gets placed and then you just rinse and repeat that process. Um, and again, that's another way of getting some decent links. Um, the RSS feed trick. Now, this might be quite naughty and Elodie might not like this one. But see Elodie's got great content again. Sorry Elodie. Um, what I could do is sign up to a bunch or your RSS feed, your agency's website or whatever, and whenever you post a blog, I've got a custom made tool. Well, not me, other people have got custom made tools, which will take your content, alert me, and I'll just copy and paste your content and send it to an indexing tool, and I'll get my article indexed before you, and you're seen as the one that's copying and pasting the content, not me. So if you ever want free content, that works really well as well. You can get a custom made tool, for about $100 uh, that will just grab, it's the easiest thing in the world to do um, and grab someone like LED's good content and pass it off as your own. Um, you might get into legal battles and stuff but there's people out there doing this stuff for PBNs and they don't really care about legal battles because the websites are not uh, listed in any legit person's name so that works really well and if you're doing affiliate marketing and stuff as well then laws and legal stuff really do not come into it. <laughs> So it might be different if you're an agency or whatever, but uh, that's quite a good wee trick. Another good tool um, that's it's not so much black hat. I don't know if any of you guys have ever heard of linkedhelper.com. 
which basically automates your whole LinkedIn process. So I've got quite a big following in LinkedIn. I think I've got nearly 40,000 followers. Um, now, what do you do? Well, I don't really post a lot of great content on there because I'm not really interested in trying to acquire new clients. But what I can do is do outreach. So if I wanted a link and say, the New York Times, I can reach out to someone automatically to the New York Times or people who are interns at big newspaper publishers or whatever it might be. I can add them, I can mass message them and I can get links from them. So you can use it as an, aut an automated uh, kind of outreach tool. But you can do a whole heap of other things with it as well. Um, you can basically add people within the SEO industry. You can you know, delete people that you don't want to, you know, like recruiters if they're bugging you or whatever then you can automatically delete people from it. You can view people's profiles. You can endorse them automatically, um, add them to groups automatically. And it's a great tool and it only costs $15 a month. And that's been the secret to me building up my LinkedIn profile over the years is that automation. So that when anyone does actually manually message me, then I can just do it you know, manually, no problem at all. But all that grunt work is done automatically. Um, and you know, it's doing the work 24-7, so it works really well. Um, but that is enough tips. I don't know if I'm running out of time or not, but that is uh, a couple of the kind of black hat tips that I wanted to share with you. You can take from them what you will, but they do um, all work and work really effectively. So that's just some of the stuff that other dodgy SEOs are doing over and above some of the stuff you guys are maybe thinking you're doing or talking about doing or whatever. There's guys out there doing all sorts of outrageous stuff, thinking outside the box. I think that's what you need to be, to be doing rather than chatting crap to clients. <laughs> <laughs> so that's me. And that was Craig Campbell. I really hope you enjoyed that talk. As I say, if you would like to, if you'd like to be a speaker at Search Norwich or you'd like to attend, do hop along to searchnorwich.org and you can get more information on that. You can also find all of Craig's slides and actually a video of him doing this talk to give you the, the context of seeing the slides as he speaks in our show notes and they're available at search.withcanda.co.uk. My name's Mark Cook and I hope you'll tune in next Monday for our next episode of Search with Candor.